0: Slip on a red shirt and beam aboard the USS Internet for all things Trek. The Red Shirts Podcast, available on redshirtspodcast.lipson.com, where three cool guys aren't afraid to don the dreaded Star Trek red and let it all hang out. Join Craig, Q Storm, and Big Sexy for anything and everything involving the world of Star Trek check them out on iTunes check them out on Stitcher Radio check them out where you find podcasts the Red Shirt Podcast remember support Black Podcast Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Michelle Mission. Two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble of Black Tribbles fame. And as always, I am joined by my partner.
1: Hey, hey, this is Vincent Williams of It's All Soul, Wednesdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on G-Town Radio.
0: Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are continuing our month long tribute to Afrofuturism and Blacks and Sci Fi with 2004's I Robot, starring Will Smith and Bridget Moynihan and Bruce Greenwood. Yes. Um, This is the selection of Vincent Williams and will be our featured review tonight on. And,
1: And James Cromwell adding more class to this film than it deserves.
0: Ah yes. Uh ah, yes, Spoiler. that is that is true. That is true. That perhaps it is telling that in his three scenes he is either dead <laughs> right. or flat, two dimensional. <laughs> right. But it makes you feel like you're watching
1: an important piece of science fiction cinema when he's on the screen.
0: <laughs> but no, it's <laughs> iRobot. But before we get into that... But before we get into all that... As always, we like to touch base with all of the feedback that we've gotten from each and every one of you that emails us at Mission at com, likes and follows us on Twitter, Instagram, as well as Facebook at Micheaux Mission, or, our, or our, one of our Michelle Missionaries inside the Micheaux Mission Facebook group. I, myself would like to start off with an apology oh. to you, Vince, as well as to the listeners of the show. About what? what did well, you do? As I am one to do. Were you I, running a Ponzi scam?
1: No. I. Did you put raisins in a potato salad?
0: Hell no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, hell no. <nah>. Uh, <laughs> um... I listened back to our episode from last week, okay, where uh before we reviewed Attack the Block, I was a pretty pretty uh unmerciless um unmerciful or whatever the word is. I went in on Tyler Perry's acrimony. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did, and it was glorious well, glorious though it may be. I, in listening back to it, I felt, one, that I shouldn't have done it to the extent that I did. Because I did truly ruin the hell out of the movie. I spoiled the movie. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> I left that movie out in the sun for a month. I mean, That's how much I spoiled I mean, was that it movie. Bruce Willis is a ghost level spoiling? Perhaps not. But I told the entire plot of the film. So in that degree, yes, it is okay. All right. um, and I don't think that that necessarily was fair. Uh, and also, while I do stand by my criticism of the film, yes, I think the way that I framed it and the um, the uh, the um, the emotions that I displayed were not. The most constructive um, <laughs> ways of criticizing a film, and it's something that we try to do here on on, on this mission. And um, I don't, I don't, I don't think I came off well because of that. And so I wanted to apologize.
1: Okay, okay. I don't know I'll, for 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 the missionaries. I guess. I'll accept your apology, although I'm probably not the one to do that because I'm sitting there like, like my was over here, like the emperor. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let the
0: hatred flow through you. You're certainly egging me on. You yes. Were. Yes, you were. I will say that. <laughs> Always said, like, if
1: I was a Jedi, I would be corrupted immediately. <laughs> <laughs> like Like driving to Jedi school. With these non-driving bastards, I would get corrupted immediately. So, but, all right, That's fair.
0: Also, going back to our review of Love and Basketball with Tech Life Steph. Yes. If you'll remember that she was telling us about her brother. Yeah, oh yeah. Wayman Humphrey. Yes. At the Mad Penciler. Yes. On Twitter. Who, when listening to our Our show, uh, mentioned uh, and you know when we started talking on the show we started talking about um, Crush Groove. Yes. Body moving. Yes. Apparently a Humphrey favorite. Yes. Apparently the the story of their life. Well he responded to a part of what we were talking about on Twitter and saying that Curtis Blow was telling them, the Fat Boys, that he was able to get them on stage to perform because New Edition hadn't shown up. And Donnie Simpson delivered that message and they was like, Word Kurt? Which is where the <laughs> Right, 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 right. The origin of Word Kurt came in their life. Okay. That they use um, profusely and they said that we do not get to use it. Their own mama doesn't use it. Okay. So we can't use it. Word Kurt? Yeah, we can't use Word Kurt. You no, know, I was actually answering you. See what I did there? I'm poking poking the bear. I'm poking the bear. See, I don't know. See, I've seen Wayman's (laughs) The Mad Pencilers. I've seen a lot of his art, and he's really dope. He's really, really dope. Word, Kurt? (laughs) Vince? That's, That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I, I, I don't I don't think you want this man doing a caricature of you dude. No, 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 okay. I don't think you want that. Fair enough. I'm telling you. Fair enough. Duly noted. He will meme the hell out of you, bro. Hey, duly noted. <laughs> All right. So pump your brakes on that, bruh. For real. Um Let's see. Just staying here on Twitter. George Carmona. Hey, George. Said that folks that only listen on Saturdays are missing a lot. Great show, fellas. Thank you. A- and next time that you cats are in NYC, we got to hang. Which actually yeah, is a was way of to, to getting into it that on the third weekend, June, third weekend. I mean, is this is this
1: settled? Is this concrete? Is this like, last time we talked about it, we were talking about it.
0: Yes. And you said that was a good weekend for you. Right.
1: And then you said, all right, well, let me check
0: into it. Well, it's fine with me. Okay. So right. we're doing it. All
1: right. It's...
0: The third weekend in June. Well, look, look. sometimes you got to put it out there and the make it so.
1: Before we make announcements off the mic. You, sometimes you got to put it out there to make it so. <laughs> you know, on the mic in this
0: Mickey Ficky. Yes, I am. All right. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. The third weekend in June. The Michelle Mission will be traveling once again to New York City. And we are looking to actually record a number of shows while we're up there. Yes. So we're going to be up there. We're going to be up there, and we're hopefully, we'll see if we can't it with uh carama horn aka the blurred girl yes um perhaps we will try and once again sit down with the mystics um and george they are elusive they they are very elusive you know they're jet-setting all here, uh, there. here there and everywhere but maybe we could sit down with them um but george george Kimona, who uh i who is a very notable um Writer and reporter in the geek sphere. Okay. Um, I would love to sit down and do a review with him. All right. As well. So, George, if you're listening, third weekend in June, keep it open. As well as you, Dan Dinkins, because if I don't say Dan Dinkins, he'll be like, I'm coming anyway. Yes. So, I might as well just put it out there that we will definitely save room to do a show with Dan. And anyone else that wants to hit us up, we'll try and try and line this up. And, and try to destructure this so that we can get a number of shows under our belt it'll be our New York City uh, block of shows oh that'd be nice which, that'd be cool right yeah yeah we'll knock it out and we'll get a month ahead of time and then we can take some time off
1: <laughs> that's right
0: that's the plan baby that's right I know what I'm doing um, so yeah so there you go George alright uh, also let's see what else we got I mean cause um, you know there was a whole lot of acrimony being flown last week yeah and, Yes, it was. And because of that, we didn't get to a whole lot of our feedback from people. So I apologize. So we're going to make up for that tonight. All right. All right. So we got Markham Lee. Hey, Markham. Yeah, 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 Markham. Who had more random thoughts after listening to a few more episodes of the show. Okay. All right. Number one I can't watch fences. Because of that speech Denzel gave, liking your black ASS men of a certain age from the New York City area have a certain affect. And it's like watching a mean version of one of my uncles or my stepdad. Mind you, my stepdad is a nerdy English teacher and it's nothing like that character, which makes watching it worse. Yeah. Okay. Number two. He contends, Markham contends, that Confessions of a Marriage Counselor is not a black movie. Oh. Because it's the same message as those Surrender to Your Husband books marketed to white evangelicals. Mm. Either way, all copies should be burned. Oh. Um, I've never seen it, but everything I've heard makes me angry. (laughs) That's, I mean, you just killed your argument right there. (laughs) Number three, KRS1 is just a YouTube hotep that can rap. Oh, my goodness. I think his defense. Oh, that is terrible. (laughs) Wait a minute. Oh, Mark. Wait, wait, wait a minute. He's not finished lighting your fuse. I think his defense of Africa Bambata after the scores of sexual abuse yeah. allegations just cements it. Yeah. Also, by attacking PM Dawn, he lost the argument. A teacher would have had a response to a teacher of what, but he just started some ignorant BS. Me thinks someone pointing out his empty rhetoric touched a nerve. Oh. Also, he's a. Punk bully because he figured PM was soft and he could win that fight. I mean, he started a fight with a guy who had a lot of health problems and didn't move very well. Nearly (laughs) anyone else in hip hop, and he doesn't start that fight. (laughs) True enough. Yay. You know, that's a good point. That's That's, that's a very good point, right there. That's a very good cool point. He ain't stepped a heavy D. No, 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 no. What a legacy! One of your most famous beefs was attacking a guy who would later have a leg amputated and then <laughs> die of renal failure. <laughs> For the record,
1: Karis one is not the hill that I'm going to die on. Really? I no. thought. To, I thought. No, 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 no. I, I, I like Karis one. I like the teacher, but you know, I'm only going to fight so much. And 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 like Markham, the the Africa Bambata response really soured me. For some
0: people that do not know, know the full the full story about that, what was that all that about?
1: There there are I, I think for legal purposes we should say allegations, right? That Africa Bambata sexually molested at least one person mm-hmm. back in the, I believe the eighties, right? And and. I think the whisper whisper, like I never heard it. I never heard that. You know, I was never in those circles. But I think what has been fascinating to me is that after the allegations became public, mm-hmm. no one in that sort of New York hip hop world from that time seemed that surprised.
0: Okay. Which
1: I thought was was sobering. Right. And and Kara Swan basically said that you know, of course, it's it's the obligatory "I don't believe it." Mm-hmm. But then he went further on to say that even if it was true, Afrika should get a pass because he's too important to the culture of hip hop, which is a lot to say.
0: Yeah, I so, mean, you, I was actually it was interesting. I was reading a story. Um, I guess an op ed piece, more or less, that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote recently. Okay, about his friendship with Bill Cosby, oh, and having bro, bro. to reconcile that with <laughs> everything that's you know been come out yeah, about yeah, him, yeah, and you know him having a hard time reconciling with it because sure. he. You know this is his friend, mm-hmm. and at one time someone that was a mentor to him right um yet you know these allegations you cannot you know turn a blind eye to them, and ultimately as sorrowful as it is, and as much as he still wants to say that Bill is his friend, right, he has to admit that like you know who among us doesn't have a friend that you know you know is sometimes about some bad stuff i mean that's always the question like that's
1: always the question it's it's how far what is your responsibility right to your friend to your relatives that commit heinous acts like do you ignore on the one hand you, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of public shunning. Like, I'm a fan of shunning and shame. Really, I am. I know, I know you shouldn't be. I know it's 2018, but I feel like shame is very useful. Okay. And I think part of the problem, you, you know, if I can just be old man real quick, part of the problem with America, <laughs> and, and you know, in us, like, like shame has been taken off the table. Gotcha. Like, like we can't say that there's some things that you shouldn't do. Because you should be ashamed of yourself and what that represents to you, your family, your people. Like, you and I are old enough that, you know, kind of old school parents, like, you, you know, my parents very much said, when you go out into the world, you represent this family. Yeah. And you represent the, because, you know, integrated kid. Like, you represent the race. Right. And that is that is a value system that I think you have to be careful with for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think there's a use for it as well. And I say all that to say, on the one hand, I think, you know, some people should be shunned. Right. On the other hand, and I know this, this is a weird thing to pull in, but I think it's, it's relevant. You, you know, there was that story on 60 Minutes the weekend before this was, was taped about the lynching museum.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the thing about lynching, you know, many of us, when we think about lynching, if you don't know anything, you think it's, you know, some dudes in some, in some hoods and it's the middle of the night and they drag a dude out of bed. But a lot of lynchings were public events. Right. And the museum has all of these pictures and all of this, you know, literature where, you know, they'd hand out flyers and say, you know, today there's going to be a lynching. And I think that's useful as well because we need to know that the monster is right next to us. You know, so on on the other hand, I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar should still say, you know, this is Bill Cosby. This is my friend. And my friend has committed monstrous acts. Because that's who commits monstrous acts. That's who molests children. That's who lynches people. That's who murders people. It's not some dude in an alley right it's your friend it is your brothers it is your sisters it is you know the people right around us so africa Bambata and and you, you know i i think what bothered me about Keris one was his saying that these young men were disposable like hip hop was more important than these young men. Yeah. Which is is you know, I I I love art as much as anybody, but art is never more important than people. So
0: Sabria Hafiz wrote that I haven't watched uh, in response to Markham's post said I haven't watched the Tyler Perry movie in quite a while and I feel I don't have to either I just listened to the reviews on my show (laughs) mission and I'm set. The biggest chuckles of my life have come from those reviews I'm glad. While Robert Monroe wrote in in regards to the whole KRS-1 thing, when I was in college KRS-1 was scheduled to perform (laughs) the (laughs) Negro got on stage an hour, an hour and a half late, caught an attitude because some people were vocally upset and then had the audacity to only perform for about a half an hour. <laughs> Therefore, that Negro can kiss my black
1: butt two times. Oh, Lord. All right. No moss, No moss With, with carrots. Well.
0: Robert Monroe also says, I don't watch Tyler Perry movies. Intelligent black men don't oh, play mas. with their blood plush. Oh, Lord. That's, 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 that's good advice right there. <laughs> That's good advice. That's good advice. Son. You watch that blood pressure. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Got to. Got to. Mo Pop. Hit us up. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm a man of a certain age. What's up, Maurice? But it seems a little shady that black euphemisms become the titles of films with few, if any, black people. This week, it's Cock Blockers. Yeah. A few years ago, it was super bad. Old school, who's your daddy? Am I tripping? Can y'all think of any? Um, and Christopher Goodnight uh mentioned that I'll give you all of them except blockers because the name of the movie is not, it's not cock blockers, it's,
1: right? Right? Right?
0: It's, it's blockers. Jacqueline McGee Smith said it's a lot shady, but it's our fault for ne- never owning our creations. We should all know by now that they love everything about us except our actual physical beings and Robert Monroe who chimes in on everything says I'm waiting for Baby Mama starring Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling
1: wasn't there a movie called Baby Mama with uh, Tina
0: Fey I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't yeah uh yes there was yeah just because then Mar- it's actually a pretty good movie. Robert Monroe said, darn it, they beat me to yeah, it. I was about to say. Then how about My White Baby Mama starring Ma- Emma Stone and Michael B. Jordan? My white Baby Mama. Wait a minute. I just went to see the scene where Emma Stone's mother asked her what she was thinking. And she replies, I don't know, Mom. I guess what they say is true. Once you go black, you can't go back.
1: Oh, Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. What you going to? do? I was at a um, like a an arts and crafts little market this weekend, and uh, um, I think the technical term for it is a very white neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> like we were in Chestnut Hill, we had walked to Chestnut Hill, and you know it's pretty white, pretty much, pretty white. And you know, it's people, you you know, lots lots of um refurbished wood Mm -hmm. you know lots of refurbished wood Mm -hmm. lots of you know people doing arts and crafts yes you know some screen printing yes a lot of screen printing Mm -hmm. you know but there was a, a, a there were a couple of vendors there that had incorporated the word john oh in their stuff oh yeah man you know it was like these wooden um wouldn't you know, like, like, like coasters that had mm-hmm. John written mm-hmm. on it, and you know, little calligraphy, and this is the John, and that made me feel some kind of way.
0: Well, here's the thing John is,
1: is, is that a Philly thing, or is that a black? Philly? I mean, I'm not from Philly, See, that's the thing. Is that a Philly thing, or is that
0: a black Philly thing? It is so hardcore Philly that it is, it's, it's definitively Philly, okay? Is it a Philly black? Thing. Yes, I don't know because at this moment in time, I hear so many people saying it that I can't necessarily say that I don't remember whether or not they always say. We it. all know.
1: I moved to Philly. Mm-hmm. I will say, since I moved to Philly, the only time I've heard white people white people start saying it once the roots were on the Tonight Show.
0: Really? <laughs> wow.
1: I noticed. I just assume it was a black Philly thing. It's
0: like bull, like that bull. Bull is definitely a black bull Philly. And thing. John was always black people. You know, it may be a black Philly thing. And if that's the case, then
1: you're right. Now, let me say this: I don't know any working class white people. Mm-hmm. Like all the white people I know are like through my job and stuff. Yeah, ain't working. Or class. like you know through no. <laughs> through like Philly cam or no. like artsy or academics. Are only white people I know. Yeah, I know black people from across the spectrum. Yes, and so. So do
0: do your white friends say John? No, not well. Now they do. Now they do. (laughs) Now they do. It pisses you off. It doesn't piss me off, but it does make me go like, it don't sound right
1: coming from your mouth. It just doesn't sound right. I mean, I don't say it. It doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth. Like it's hard for me to say John, and I can't say bull at all. Like say like that bull. Like, yeah. like the way, like, like the way, like, like it don't flow off. You. I actually envy that, like that the young bull. And I, I'm like, is it bull? <laughs> See, no, it's is not
0: it bull? bull. It's not bull. It's young bull. Yeah, right. I young can't bull. do it. it. You can't do it. I can't. Young I, bull. Say young bull. Young bull. Because you I thought it was boy, like the young boy. Nah, 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 nah. It's young bull. Young bull. Young bull. See, I envy that. <laughs>
1: Now Baltimore whore is our thing. That whore, <laughs> whore that whore over there. <laughs> you just, they just straight call them whores? It's a pronoun now. What do you mean? It's a pronoun. It's a pronoun. It, it, the funny thing is, I very rarely heard someone in Baltimore refer to a woman as a whore.
0: So what are you saying? What it's you saying?
1: always a dude. You know that whore. You know, usually ass as I guess I don't know if that would be an adverb or not. Like that whore as fill in the blank.
0: Wait a minute. Over so there. when you're saying "whore," you're in, in Baltimore. You're referring to a guy. Yes. How? Like what? So like where? Where? Where does that come from? Like because young bull is is obviously boy. Bull. I don't know. So where does "whore" come from? I have no idea. You,
1: I have no idea. You, you didn't. I mean, it's not one to one because bull is is more of a you know just just a person.
0: Okay. True. And where whore?
1: Yeah, but boy is usually always a dude, right? And whore has a value judgment. Whore. Whore. Well, so what are you saying? Like, it's a dude and it's oftentimes a dude who has done something wrong. So I went and got this food and you know that whore ass. So he's an illegal whore ass d- ass, such and such didn't give me the money for the food. Wow. Or we were out and you know his whore ass ran out of gas. It sounds like whore is always always precedes Sometimes you say this whore. This whore over here.
0: And you're talking about a guy. Dude. You're not talking about a woman. I don't
1: know if, like I'm sitting here thinking, I don't know if I've ever heard a dude from Baltimore refer to a woman as a whore. That's interesting. It's always another dude. Is this, is just It might be the equivalent would be bitch. Like when men call other men bitches.
0: You realize, first of all, <laughs> no one's going to hear this because it's going to be nothing but bleeps. <laughs> I mean, is it? I mean, I think. Well, first I of mean, all, you've have... just said ass about 12 times. Okay. Now you've thrown out bitch. I don't
1: know why you can't say ass. We talked about
0: this. You can say ass on the FCC station. You can say the word ass. I don't know if you can say whore ass. And you've been saying whore ass. And that's what it. Yeah, right. So I don't know if you can say that. So, you know, I can't say bulldo. Like, I
1: don't know. I can't do bull. But you can say whore ass. Oh, yeah. That I can do. I've been doing that. <laughs> I have I have uttered my displeasure with another man with those words since I was about 10.
0: It's very interesting. Yeah. It's very, very, very interesting. All right. We got to... Um... <laughs> Got a post from uh, uh, Christopher Goodnight, a question. Hey, Chris. It's kind of comic book related, Vince. All right. I've that, read a few comics. FX. Yes. Has ordered yeah. a pilot for Why the Last Man, the Brian K. Vaughan, um comic book series, about the, about the last yeah. man on Earth. Literally like the last man, because all the women... Yeah. And Female Species it's actually a good comic. Did you uh, read it? I have it. I have yeah. I have
1: them all. It's the only Brian K. Vaughn thing that I think he sticks the landing. Th- that c- comic
0: book famously has a black one of one of the main characters of yes. is a black agent, Agent 355. 355. So he asks us, who do we think should play Agent 355. Now, you had mentioned... I said T- Tika Sumter. Tika Sumter, who is in Tyler Perry movies, I'm Yeah, sure.
1: yeah, yeah, she's in that stuff. But I thought she'd be really good.
0: I'm, I'm not familiar with her. You
1: know who she is. She is in... Uh, what was she... Did you see the, the, the Barack Obama
0: movie from a few years ago about Barack and Michelle's first date? No, I didn't. I didn't want to see that. She played Michelle. Okay, see in her face, I can see that. Duante Beddingfield. There's a name. Duante Beddingfield. That's a name. She tries so hard to break through to better, and yet after all the critical love, neither audiences nor award panels were there for the absolutely wonderful South Side with you. Oh, yeah, right, right. South Side with you, yeah. It was a tremendous achievement, and it was largely ignored. Oh. We were literally the only two people in the theater when we saw it. Oh, that's too bad. That is indeed a shame. Uh, So I don't know if I would... Cast her only because I just don't know her, right? And at least looking at this picture of her, I, I, don't, I don't know if I see her as Agent 350 uh, 355. Um Who do you see? Oh man, it'll so, be so easy to just cast either Lupita Nyong'o or Janelle Monae and everything. No,
1: no, no, I mean somebody they could actually reasonably get.
0: And that's right because it's going to be a TV series. Yes, I forgot about that on okay.
1: FX, not on HBO.
0: True, but FX gets some names.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: remember I Remember, FX got uh, Glenn Close for dam- damages. Yeah. You know, they get names. I can see as Agent 355 on an FX series, so you wouldn't necessarily have to be the lead. Oh, yeah, 355 isn't the lead at all. No, she's not the lead, but she definitely is a yeah big part of the story uh, once she comes in. Um, that's a good question see here you know who they're going to get I don't because I got a funny feeling they probably got like some options on her or something like that Megan Good
1: I think Megan Good would be a nice choice
0: I actually think Journey Smollett would be a better choice yeah here's the thing even though she hasn't well neither of them have done great work lately
1: I'm going to go ahead and stick my hand in this hornet's nest
0: journey Smollett isn't brown enough. True, that's true. Only because, and and we say that, ladies and gentlemen, because if you've read the book, right, right, three fifty five is decidedly is, is, brown. Is, is, right, a dark yeah, she's, brown she's woman. She's a darker brown woman. So, and, and that's fair.
1: And I'm at the end of my rope, along with everybody else. Like, 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 brown sisters just don't get hired for stuff, even yeah. stuff that should be them. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. No. 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 That's fair.
1: And that's very much a hornet's nest. Because mm-hmm. you notice what I didn't say is that Journey Smollett is not talented enough. You didn't say that because she's very much talented enough to
0: play it. But there are certain names that come to my head, but I, like you said, I don't think they would be able to get them, or they may be a little too old for the role.
1: Right, right. So I, I shouldn't say a nickname. Yes.
0: <laughs> exactly. That should, of course.
1: Be played by Anika Noni Rose.
0: As should everybody.
1: As our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, so I don't see Anika Noni Rose. Here is an interesting um, choice for that film, though. Uh, how about Kiki Palmer? Kiki Palmer is another nice choice. I think she might be cool. Yeah. Kiki kind of
1: cool. Palmer and I, I would think be you could good... get her. Yeah.
0: And I think that would be a a nice change of pace for her. Yeah. You know, because it's it, it, at, because three fifty five is like a um it's like a secret agent. Right, right, she'll right. Should be called on to do some action. I was about to say yeah. but but definitely still gets emotional. I like that. I, I think I, I I think I would cave up for Kiki
1: Palmer. Kiki Palmer is actually a really good choice. It wouldn't surprise me if they went with her. Yeah. And then we'll look at Lynn and call you Lynn Stradamus.
0: Lin Stradamus. Um Christopher Goodnight also. All right. Said, Vince. Yes. Can I tell you? Yes. I love your voice. Oh, thank you. I don't always listen to the show because most of the time I haven't seen the movie but when I do, I love hearing you talk. Well, thank you. And Len as well, but I hear him on <laughs> the podcasts. Well, thank you. He hears me on all the other podcasts. It. I appreciate that. Um So, yeah, they, they, they you know, you have your fans, but, but you you know. Oh, for Say so here you go. You know you have your fans. Yes,
1: yes, yes. You know,
0: you know that. All right, and uh, one last last post because, like I said, we were backed up a little bit. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's why we're we're going here. Steve Tozen, what's up, Steve? Six million dollar triple. He had to get in on some of this Tyler Perry talk, <laughs> and he wonders sometimes what is really responsible for the yeah, we visceral actually, response yeah. black folks have when it comes to. Tyler Perry. We had a good conversation. A lot of us are movie a lot of us are movie watchers but don't have as strong a response for directors like Yui Bull or Joel Schumacher who have not only made really bad movies but have done so with beloved video game and comic book characters. Is it strictly because he's a black director? Mm. Is it because we believe he's representing our culture poorly? Mm. Is it because we believe others see this as a representation of our culture? Is it because there are so few black directors and creators of major films? I ask these questions because in one of the best episodes of the a show mission where they review Tyler Perry's "Temptation" a film by T- Tyler Perry. Vince let it be known that he hasn't a problem with Perry, just his art. And True. it made me think: Could we have had a director like Spike Lee first without the black exploitation era? Could we have had Ryan Coogler without Tyler Perry? Can we, as black people, only have good art?
1: Yeah, and we talked about that a lot. I'm not going to rehash everything that we talked about. I will. I will add this about critiques of Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone critiques Tyler Perry and says he is representing us badly to the outside world. Like I've, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say that Tyler Perry makes us look bad to the outside world. Which, to my mind, is kind of a kind of a backhanded compliment to Perry because I think one thing that we all agree on is that Tyler Perry makes work for black people
0: right so it, so it and his look- audience is
1: primarily if not you know I know he likes to every now and then he talks about this cross cultural audience that he has and this that and the other but I think we all know his bread butter salad entree and dessert is black people
0: yes yes
1: so that's all i'll add right now like i said we talked about it a lot so yeah which is why you
0: should join the facebook group i yes you should join the facebook group i thought you were telling me i was like i'm in there <laughs> i still get it get to comment as much as often you do but i'm in there um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I kind of sit on the same side of the fence as you. I don't have a problem with the man himself. I'm not going to knock the man's No, well, I can't say that. Um, Because I do sincerely think there's something inside him that is against black women. No, 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 no.
1: I disagree with like ninety percent of everything that he believes, like I, I completely disagree. But I think he says what he says and believes what he believes in good faith. Okay, you know what I mean. Like, like again, I don't like he. Yeah, he I, doesn't have malicious intent. He doesn't have malicious intent. I don't think he is sort of drowning in self hatred. Okay, like a lot of you know, it's sort of like ninety percent of the black conservatives that I know. Okay. That, you know, if you, you kind of pull at it long enough, they don't like black people. And they're uncomfortable with themselves. And this, that and the other. And then, you know, it's like 10% where it's like they honestly believe this stuff. Do you, is he a black conservative? Oh, or no, no, no. I'm just saying, I'm oh. talking about like self-loathing black people okay. that I know. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Tyler Perry is self-loathing. No, me neither. Or 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 against black Like, I don't think he hates black people. I don't think
0: he... so. You know,
1: that's all I really ask.
0: Cool enough. Have you seen the um, advertisements on? You have HBO, right? I do. Have you seen the advertisements for Fahrenheit Forty Five?
1: Oh my, yeah, yes, yes, I have. What's your thoughts? I am super excited. It's one. It's, it's funny. We're doing. Uh, um, Sorry, Michael B. Jordan. We're, we're doing a movie based on classic science fiction. It's one of my favorite books. Like it's one of those. It's, it's one of those that that group of books when I was like twelve that made me love science fiction. Mm-hmm. So like I love Ray Bradbury, I love the story, I love Michael B Jordan, I love Michael Shannon. Like it looks like HBO spent some real money on it. Yeah. I think Candy Alexander is in it. Mm, just sounds good. So you know,
0: I'm I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, it does look pretty pretty dope. I'm looking forward to uh checking that out. And see, and there's a guy right there um Michael B. Jordan, very selective, very smart about his choices. Oh, man. That he's doing. He's, he's doing, he's, he's, you know, he's picking wisely and yes, well. Yes, he is. With yes, his he career is. thus far. Um, so, uh, big ups to him. Looking forward to that. Okay, well, that's our feedback. All right. You know, probably a little bit more. But I was about to say, I mean, the, the, the
1: Facebook group is popping.
0: It is popping.
1: Like, we actually don't have enough time to
0: yeah, to go in on it's Going
1: it. in everything, but yeah.
0: But join us, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. Because um, that's where you have a good time and you can hear Vince's dulcet tones.
1: On Not there, on the so. Facebook
0: group? That'd be weird. No, you can't. But, and. Uh, Hello, this is Vincent
1: on Facebook answering you. <laughs> like.
0: Also, I, I do want to say, uh, real quick, our Facebook live video. Mm-hmm. when we reviewed black panther yes it's still out there awesome and uh, mark Turner Hey, was up mark he left us a, a note on there saying that this is one of the most insightful reviews of the black panther movie around nice work brothers thank you and Carrie Fonville said i just listened to this on podcast i thoroughly enjoyed your breakdown of black panther and you, we'll Carrie. be seeing it a fourth time
1: all right so it's, you don't know my secret shame you want to hear my secret shame? What? I still have not made it the third time.
0: That's why is that a shame?
1: Because I feel like third time, like three times, is sort of the industry standard. No, it's not. How many times have you seen it? I saw it twice. Really? Yeah. Oh. I feel like we're supposed to see it three times. Oh. I'm trying to get back a third time.
0: I know I'm good.
1: Yeah, just logistically, you know.
0: I don't need to see it a third time. All right. I don't. I, I want to see it one more time. I, I criminally. I want to see it one more time in the theaters. I criminally have not seen um, A Wrinkle in Time yet. Oh. So I have told you myself. You need to hurry up because I think it's going to fool around and be out of theaters. Yeah, I know. So I'm thinking I'm going to go um, probably like on Thursday to a matinee. Okay. Check it out. Okay. So that's what I'm going to
1: go and sit. Definitely see it on the big screen. Well, yeah. I'm going to yeah. the Patinet. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, to everyone, generally see it on the big screen. Oh. Like, well, don't wait for it to come on video.
0: Well, that, mean, that, that may mean you got to go see it this week. Well, yes. <laughs> you know? Because uh, I think The Rock comes out this week. Rampage.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're coming right up on it. And that looks like fun.
0: I'm sorry. It does look like dumb. It does fun. look like big dumb. Absolutely, it looks like big
1: dumb. Did you fun. see? Did you see? I know we got to start. Did you see the trailer for Meg? That came out today, the Megalodon movie. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Boy, this from the trailer. This may replace Deep Blue Sea really? as my favorite dumb shark. Movie. You know what it's about. You know what Meg's about. It's actually a series of science fiction, really trashy science fiction novels. Meg is short for megalodon, right? I know which that. is, his, as I'm sure all of my fellow nerds knows, was the prehistoric shark, right? And the premise is a megalodon has survived and somehow gets to the surface. That's the whole premise.
0: So, like, it's Jason Straddle, and it's just all of this. Really, wait, whoa, whoa, Jason Statham, Statham, yeah, Jason Statham is in this movie. Yes, Jason Statham is in Meg. Look
1: at the trailer, it's fantastic. The transporter is, yes, is now versus versus a, giant, a giant great white shark, and it's like this really, really dicey special effects. Like, it looks off, aw- it looks awesome. <laughs> It's a giant great white shark. <laughs> okay. Like I said, I don't know if it'll take the place of Deep Blue Sea, which is my absolute favorite stupid shark movie and one of my favorite stupid movies of all time. Like, Deep Blue Sea is a
0: change your plans movie for me. See, but Deep Blue Sea, I didn't think... Wait a minute. Deep Blue Sea is about the couple that gets like left behind no
1: no no that's um
0: well what's it? if that's not it then what's people who see is the joint with the smart sharks Oh, with Samuel Jackson. <laughs> yes. yes, that is dumb. Yes. Samuel Jackson and LL. LL. That's yes. right. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> you're correct. Dumb movie. Yeah, the joint you're talking about
1: is really good. Yeah, That's, yeah. that's I, was, I just
0: like, I just forgot the name I of it. I think it's like out to sea or out the blue or something. I don't, know. I don't know. Out the yeah. I thought it was this is blue. I don't <laughs> I know. I thought
1: blue, blue was in it. it, but yeah, they get left. They get left when they go scuba dive, which you know apparently is a thing. It is a thing. You know that's a thing. Yes, it is. <laughs>
0: Culture Kings is a podcast on the How Stuff Works Network, hosted by comedians Jaquise Neal and Edgar Montplacier. The best way to eat a taco. Oh. What's the best way to eat a taco? That's
1: with your hands. With your hands. Also, with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down. It's like a layer. It's the layer. Right. That's so it. that the lettuce doesn't fall off. Can't have falling lettuce. Like they do the count wrong. <laughs> and they leave people out to that water. Pro tips, folks. If you go snorkeling, stay with the guide. That's right. <laughs> I know that coral is real pretty, and the fish are doing their thing. Stay with the guide, because people get left out there That's for right. real. And then it's like Jaws, where I think they cover it up. Yep, because they don't want to mess with the tourism. Nope. What is the name of that movie? I see now. I gotta look. See now, it. now we have- go. <laughs> It was right on the tip of my tongue because I actually really liked that movie.
0: And here's the thing I don't know how to look up, so all I can think of is to look up shark movies, which I know is not going to get me there, especially since I don't think sharks are actually in that movie. No, because they're, they're. No, they didn't about- get killed by sharks? Aren't they... Open Water. That's open Water. No, it was sharks. I don't think it was the sharks that ended up oh, killing them. Man. Dude, dude, it was Open Water. Open Water, 2003 American survivor horror film. Story concerns an American couple who go scuba diving while on vacation, only to find themselves stranded miles from shore in shark-infested waters Okay. when the crew of their boat accidentally leaves them behind. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, okay. all you because all you see is the fins. Right, you right, don't right. See the sharks. Yeah, that's that's you actually see the fins. Yeah, yeah, that's actually
1: a good movie.
0: That's a very good. That's movie. a good movie. That's why I was like, wait
1: a minute, that's not dumb. But you, deep you, blue sea. Look, y'all go to the islands. They take you out there. look at the core. You, you better stay with the dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> the word that got to me was that <laughs> you you know you know this happens more than they talk about. You that count wrong because <laughs> the problem is they did the buddy system but the buddy like it, they were a couple right so my wife is my buddy my husband is my buddy and mm. then they swam out looking at the joint joint
0: and then they did the wrong count that's right I'd be real mad if that's how I died and then you get back to shore and, and Robert Shaw is sitting there hey, I could have sworn I count <laughs> 12 <laughs> That's that's terrible. That's terrible. You're going to make me go home and watch Jaws. (laughs) I've never seen Robert Shaw in any other movie. Was he in anything? Oh, yes, he was. He's in two of the best movies of all time. Jaws. And Lethal Weapon 2. No. Oh. Jaws and The Sting. Is he in The Sting? Oh, oh, oh. And and He's in from Russia with love because he's the one who Sean Connery fights on the train. You're right. I didn't know he was in. That was from that because that yeah, was his okay. big coming out. Then he did. um Then he did the Sting, and he's great. I don't even in remember the Sting. Him in the sting. He's fancy because he's the bad guy. In right, the sting. Right, right. He's bad guy in the Sting, and then in Jaws. I mean, like, forget about it.
1: All I know is that a shark's eyes are like a doll's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like a doll's eyes.
0: Uh. And then he start they start comparing sh- scars, right? And shark bites. And then he said he was like,
1: thirty thousand of us went in the water, four of us got out. It wasn't thirty thousand, but it was a lot of people, and then not many people got out the
0: water. <laughs> He's singing some said, little. <laughs>
1: I said,
0: Jaws is one of the best movies. Man, like that's, t- that's, that's if that's real. not on your top yeah, twenty, yeah, Jaws is Jaws is a real thing. Your list is suspect. Yeah, Jaws is a real thing. Yes, it it was the real thing. Trust me. Trust me. You know, don't look at the fashions, because it's dated. Yeah. But but the movie itself? Yeah, Jaws is good stuff. (sighs) Oh, Jesus. Jaws is good stuff. Conversely, though, (laughs) we have to
1: get to our review. Conversely. But let's go. Go ahead. Let's go. Play the trailer. Of (laughs) iRobot. We designed them to be trusted with our homes. With our way of life.
0: With our world. But did we design them to be trusted?
1: The rollout of USR's new generation of robot, the NS5, was marred by the death of designer Alfred Lanning.
0: Identify. Murder's a new trick for a robot. Respond. no murder!
1: gonna miss the good old days what good old days when people were killed by other people my robots don't kill people that thing threw somebody out of a window is that registering with you
0: a robot cannot harm a human being
1: and you trust him if you want to we look to robots for protection imagine the loss of all that we've gained because of an irrational paranoia
0: Does thinking you're the last sane man on the face of the earth make you crazy? Because if it does, maybe I am. Maybe you can be looking in the shadows all the time.
1: You're on the inside. Help me find out what is wrong with these robots.
0: Dr. Lanning suggested robots might naturally evolve.
1: I was hoping to see you again, detective. Think of me as your friend. You just hand the world over on a silver platter.
0: Maybe we did. We are on the eve of the largest robotic distribution in history. There will be one robot to every five humans. How many robots have ever committed a crime? How many robots in the world? None. There is no conspiracy. What this is, is one mistake. Oh, hell no. Told you so. Just doesn't
1: quite say it. Get off my car! I see you remain suspicious of me, detective. You know what they say about old dogs. Not really. I, I Robot,
0: two thousand four, American science fiction action film directed by Alex Proyas. The screen play by Jeff Vinter and Akiva Goldsman. Ooh. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's wearing this pedigree problem. <laughs> it's, it's a tough it's a tough crew right here. From a- <laughs> Like before you even get let's into this, let's at least get into this. It's hold like, up, hold off, all right, hold go off. Ahead. Go ahead. Um, from a screen story by uh Jeff Vinter suggested by Isaac Asimov's short story collection of the same name, this film stars Will Smith, Bridget Moynihan, Bruce Greenwood, Chi McBride, Alex Alan Tudick, and uh James Cromwell. It was released in North America in 2004 with a budget of $120 million and grossed $144 million domestically Um, and received uh, – let's say the reviews were – A tad mixed. Mixed. Mixed for this film. In uh, 2035, the highly intelligent robots fill public service positions throughout the world operating under three rules that keep humans safe. Despite his dark history with the robotics, Detective Del Spooner, played by Will Smith, investigates the alleged suicide of U.S. robotic founder Alfred Lanning, James Cromwell, and believes that a human-like robot named Sonny a voice by Alan Tudyk, murdered him. With the help of a robot expert played by Bridget Moynihan, Spooner discovers a conspiracy that may enslave the human race. In this film that was brought to us on Afrofuturism April by Vincent Williams, what say you of iRobot? You know, I always think of this as
1: Will Smith's forgotten science fiction film. You know, I think when when people talk about Will Smith in science fiction and and you know, you start with Independence Day and and Bad Boys and of course those are not Bad Boys, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Men in Black. You know, Independence Day, Men in Black and those are the marquee Will Smith sci-fi films. sci-fi films and and those are ones we always talk about. And then you you know, there's like a lot of passionate hatred for the Wild Wild West, mm-hmm. which is the other end of the spectrum. I Am Legend has a lot of fans and, and when people talk about sort of intelligent science fiction, I am legend comes up more often than not. Mm-hmm. And and I think Hancock, closer to I Am Legend than not, like like it's like I'm never surprised when people are fans of Hancock. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know what? That Hancock is all right. Mm-hmm. But no one ever talks about iRobot. Right. Like it just never ever comes up. And you know, I mentioned it last week. I think if people ever mentioned iRobot, they mention it as a footnote to The Matrix. Mm. You know, this is the film that I think Will Smith turned down the Matrix. That's right. Because he was making iRobot. And you can see why. you know, it's it's You can see why he turned I can see why people don't talk about iRobot either as a great film obviously Mm -hmm. but also it's not one that you know there's sort of this really passionate hatred of yeah you know because the opposite of love is not hate right the opposite of love is indifference exactly and i think this is very much a sort of by the numbers science fiction film the the I think will Smith is is charismatic in here. I, 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 you know I, I actually like his performance in this film, and, it, and it's funny if you remember our conversation when we talked about after Earth, last mm-hmm. time we talked about Will Smith and we said, oh well, maybe he should go to TV and we we're trying to figure out." And it hit me looking at him playing Detective Spooner mm-hmm. I really like him as this sort of detective that you underestimate because okay. he's kind of jokey jokey and and he's annoying but you can see he's working the angles and I think I want to see Will Smith in a revamp of Columbo
0: uh-huh. like it's Will funny. Smith I was thinking
1: as Columbo, as Columbo it's like you know this is a nice speed for him mm-hmm. obviously spent a lot of money on this thing Mm-hmm. um I think the first two acts, again, are okay. This is very much a by-the-numbers script. Mm-hmm. I think the third act completely falls apart. Yeah. And then it turns into a huge mess. Yeah. As black science fiction, Will Smith is is fully racialized as a black man. They have, and, and it's so funny, the, the first maybe five ten minutes they say that that you know originally Will Smith wasn't attached and then when they attached him to this film, Akiva Gold Goldman came in and did some rewrites. Right. And you can almost see the parts that he rewrote. Because in the first five minutes they let you know that this main character is a black man. My very first note says it shows Will Smith's character waking up mm-hmm. and he's wearing a do rag. Yeah, and I say, "Oh, do rags survive in the future?" Mm-hmm. Then he goes and he's listening to Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. and then he goes to his black grandmama's house mm-hmm. and sweet potato pie. It's just sweet potato pie, which I'm not really sure why he eats pie every morning. That's never really explained. And then he eats it really weird, <laughs> <laughs> like he, he, he like eats it out the middle and like almost like he's never seen a pie before.
0: Well, I mean, I think he's just eating the pie. He's but you don't you're not going to cut this okay, this part bothered me. The pie is for him. I I mean, you don't eat slices. If the pie is for you, you don't have I mean, to eat I've slices. Never, I, I, but it's just weird. Like you eat from the middle? See, I can't even be mad at that because I have bought a a chocolate satin pie which is basically a chocolate cream. And eating from the cream cream middle like because that? Because I know the pie is for me. So you don't cut it in the slices. You Why? Just... It's for me.
1: I was going to say, I feel like that's something a serial killer would do. But now I'm a little concerned. Don't go in my basement. <laughs> um, The storyline about the robots, if on the one hand they come in and they go out of their way to make this character a black character. Mm-hmm. I think the thing about robots in science fiction and certainly those old Isaac Asimov stories the iRobot stories and you know there's another series that they pull from as well the caves of steel mm-hmm. which is about um a, a a human detective and a robot detective right and then they go and these are all like 50 60 science fiction stories but the robots were very much stand-ins mm-hmm. for black people like like you know a lot of these stories were about prejudice yeah allegories and they go out of their way to get that part out of it. Like there's very very little in this film that's about bigotry towards robots because they're robots. Right. You know they you know they make sure that that Will Smith's character Spooner hates robots, but they give him a very specific reason. Yes. which I thought was was a missed opportunity, frankly. Like I think, if you were going to make a film like this, and it's about robots, and now you have some like it, I, I just thought that would have been real, much more interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately, this film is a dud, or it falls flat because this is very much a pre Matrix and pre Minority Report science fiction film. Mm-hmm. That comes out after those films and and I think you you know I think you know after the matrix and and we get into the early twenty first century, I think there was a lot of really smart science fiction mm-hmm. and this film is not an example of that, so
0: yeah, which is surprising because when you hear read a lot of the reviews at the time that 's what they point out and the reviews uh what have you believe that this was a extremely smart film just looking here at some of the some of the critical response Richard Roper at, at the time wrote that this was a slick consistently entertaining thrill ride Kim Newman from Empire said this this summer picture has a brain as well as muscles uh, the urban cinephile critics called this the meanest meatiest, coolest most engaging and exciting science fiction movie in a long time I don't know what they were smoking because this movie came out in 2004 and like you said, this is after The Matrix, after Minority Report, um, which even just breaking down like that last little line there, the meanest, meatiest, coolest, if that doesn't apply to those two films, I don't know what it applies to. And to say that this is the most exciting science fiction movie in a long time, Minority Report was just 2002. It was just yeah, two years it was before. Just two years
1: previous. You know yeah. what I
0: mean? And uh, and Minority Report, I would I, I would offer you that for that film in 2002, you could put that film out now and it still looks like new Look, and exciting I'm trying not in to, its depiction of the future.
1: I'm trying not to get too deep into the science fiction, but I think that's I mean, Isaac Asimov versus Philip K. Dick. Well, true that you know which, I mean,
0: but I'm just talking about in the look. In, right, right, right. There right. you're the talking about of. Steven Spielberg, right? You know, doing Minority Report. Well, then there's that. Well, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> there's that, um, and then there's also, unfortunately, if if just you know, continuing along that that line of thought, Tom Cruise in Minority Report versus Will Smith in uh, this film, I Robot. I like Will Smith's look in this film. This is one of like the f- films that I like. I look at Will Smith and was like, "Oh man, you look cool, right? Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm digging. I'm digging your style. Yeah, I'm digging absolutely. your swag in this film. Yet, for some reason, I don't feel it's as jokey as he's trying to be. I don't feel he's being authentically will smith for some reason Mm. when i was watching this movie i was getting the whiff of a young eddie murphy Mm. in this film um eddie you know maybe it's because his his swag was definitely there with will but then sometimes just a little bit too cool for the room and mm-hmm. that's and that's kind of like the vibe that i was getting off of will and that's not will smith to me
1: okay you know what i mean
0: um it's it's one of the it's one of the very few things that i dislike about the bad boy movies because bad boys will be like this you know like this this uh uber black guy and I, I just it doesn't it never reads authentic to me mm-hmm. awful will. And, and and there's a little bit of that in this and it doesn't read authentic to me as well and it's not help in like like you said the story is very by the numbers yeah it's extremely by the numbers in this, um, in this mystery that is trying to pan out uh, there's they hope for like they have like a big twist but you see it coming a mile away yeah and it doesn't do it it uh it's a movie that when you read about it was originally basically a um a movie that took place in all in one scene you know, yeah, yeah. It, it, it As originally written, basically like a one-act play that was then expanded on a closed-door mystery, right? Yeah, and it was expanded to match its budget, mm-hmm. and and the expansion of it just made this thing blow up into just utter nonsense. And to be honest, like a little boring nonsense to me. I, I found myself really lo- like fighting to stay awake a couple of times watching this film and I hadn't seen this film since it first came out. Right. So, you know, I was ready to be reinvested in the film, Mm -hmm. but, um, it really just hit me as very, just very dry and slow and ponderous. And, um, I did not, it's, it's, Kind of cool as some of the special effects are. This the effects of the robot, the lead robot Sunny. It just just did not work for me with this kind of like face, yeah, you know, human humanoid face that he had. That just was not working for me. It just did not look imaginative at all. It looked really really weird. Well, actually,
1: well, you know, I think my problem with it is that it wasn't the film. Well, here you go. My problem is it's not the film I wanted. <laughs> yeah. But but I think, again, this image of the robot, and they sort of, you know, they, they almost tease you with it. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I think part of the reason that I said that this is a pre-Minority Report movie that came out after Minority Report is that there is a thoughtfulness to the world building in Minority Report. Yes, that kind of really kind of raise the stakes when people create these science fiction worlds in you, you know the, these future science fiction worlds, right? And you, you you know there there are these shots in the film where they show how these robots have become incorporated into our lives, mm-hmm. and you know and, and and there's like a line or two where where you you know the the CEO of the robot company says to Will Smith oh did a robot take your father's job yeah and and you know there there are these sort of quick allusions to maybe people don't hate you know people or Will Smith hates the robots because they're different mm-hmm. and all of that is is ripe for exploration and and you it see it in lots of things and and I'm saying post Minority Report, but you think about the film that did it the best. I mean, Blade Runner is like 30 years before this. Just talking about the exploration of these ideas, I don't think it's a coincidence. Again, Minority Report, Blade Runner to a certain degree, straight line to Philip K. Dick, the great science fiction writer. Yeah. And Isaac Asimov, as much as I like him, you know, those old 40s, 50s, you know, from that pulp tradition. Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't age well. No, it doesn't. It doesn't age well. So just kind of the bones of this thing are creaky. Yeah. From the from the from the outset. And then you have this script, you have this plot, like like it real like he is actually an out of control lone wolf detective mm-hmm. that has to quit the force. Yeah. Chi McBride actually plays Angry Black Sergeant. He does. And it's like this is from 2004. Like it's 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 you know I joke about Lethal Weapon too because in my mind like that is the purest example of the 80s cliche movie, right? Like once you get past the first Lethal Weapon, right? But this is 2004, and you have this in a movie that's set in 2035. In a movie that's set in 2035 and if you're talking about an economy where these robots are such a part of our lives there needs to be a level of thoughtfulness to it. Yeah. If you just want to make this action movie, then you you know, you can't and and I think you mentioned it, this also originally was not attached to the iRobot stories, right? That came afterwards, which you know is oh, there's this piecemeal nature to it,
0: yeah. And that, and I think that it's almost like you know they attach itself to the, the iRobot stories just as a way of IP to attach it to, yeah. so that it you know stands and like oh, I know that name, right? You know right. what I mean? So that they can say that it was you know put Isaac Asimov on there. That's the name that I know, right? And I, you know, I you know people respect it, yeah and uh and but but like you just said um even in the early 2000s when people were exploring really getting back into science fiction yeah there was a little bit there was a little bit of a um you know uh uh critical eye turned to Isaac Asimov and some of the writers of his ilk from that time. Um, one, because, like you said, the creakiness of their stories, and two, um, because of the creakiness of their convictions as well. Right. And, and that old guard sometimes acted as gatekeepers of the world of science fiction, keeping out the thoughts and ideas and thus the works of other people. Of note for quite some time. So there was a, there was really, um, there was some people who were beginning to not really, ha- it was kind of like their names were being like tarnished a little bit. Right. Uh, whereas somebody like Philip K. Dick has always just been heralded as this very thoughtful and um, interesting and intriguing and progressive dramatist. In all of his work. So I think you had all all of that fighting against it. But all of that fighting against it just comes together to a movie that is just really not worth his time. And I would contend that as much as you say that Akiva Goldsmith goes out of his way to point out that this is a black man in this role. Right. That little bit notwithstanding... This could have easily been anybody else. Like, this doesn't stand out to me as a black film. You know, this is a film that Will Smith is the lead in. Like, there are very few Will Smith films that, in my head, I would say are black films. And I would contend that iRobot is not one of them.
1: I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I don't don't know how... I I mean... I mean, the facts bear that out. Again, this film was in development for how long? Right before Will Smith was attached. And I mean, and even in the film itself, Shia, um, Shia LaBeouf plays a young, oh, yeah. <laughs> a, a young street kid. But you can very much tell that his character was supposed to be black. Mm-hmm. But then when Will Smith got attached, and they, okay, said, oh, that. they said, "Okay, well we got Will Smith, and his grandmother. I guess she got to be black, and we have." angry black uh sergeant because he's gotta be black. Well that's just too made damn black people. Yeah. That street tough has to be white. That's right. <laughs> so you can see they flipped it. And and I can't push back against that, but so much, you know, I go back to to just the old her argument, just black people in the future. Mm. I still think it's kinda radical. I mean he's listening to Stevie Wonder and Aretha Franklin. So I give him a C okay. on black pop culture surviving because like Stevie Wonder and Aretha Franklin are people that like white baby boomers like.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, so you don't even right. th- like if th- he was
1: listening to Fishbone.
0: Yeah. Or like a tribe called Quest. That's that with yeah. Right.
1: It's like, you know, I'm let me turn on my classical music that I like and you know, Can I Kick It came on. Then I'd have said, Ah. And there's this sort of momentary kind of depiction of sneaker culture.
0: Oh, like he has some, converses.
1: The, the leather
0: Converse. But again, if they were Jordans, then I could have said, "Oh, okay." Uh, I like them being leather Converses because at the time, leather Converses weren't as prevalent. Prevalent. Yeah, but were they black? Yeah.
1: Okay. I, I don't. I didn't know anybody wearing leather.
0: They, they They weren't prevalent.
1: I mean, I'm the emperor of black people, but you know, but but I like the sort of just blackness in the future but you're right i don't think it's necessarily a, especially again all the race stuff that's sitting right there and is not with even robots
0: yeah you're not touch- you just scrub that
1: so yeah you're right I, yeah i can't argue with it but so much and i think you're right i think will smith's filmography that just the way he has conducted his career you can say that about a lot of his stuff
0: yeah I mean and that's not a criticism it's not
1: it's just an observation but when you
0: think about it bad boys bad boys too right um you got anything else no 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 no. (laughs) I don't I don't think I have anything else I want to say maybe I am legend only because there's so few characters in that so maybe you get away with saying that's a, a, a black film
1: I actually have a really really nerdy deep cutty critique of I Am Legend as a black film. Him as sort of the everyman, but that's another film. That's another That's another that's another episode. Yeah, you're right. You know, I'm 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 flipping through and seeing what, what science fiction films were around okay. when iRobot came out. So you know iRobot came out in two thousand four and four and you know I'm just sort of looking in you know, just sort of on um Wikipedia and I looked up science fiction films and in 2000 and you know 2006, two years later, you get Children of Men. Wow, which I think is you know one of the best science fiction films ever. You have, um, you know, we talked about
0: Minority Report, Minority Report
1: which is a couple of years before that. You have, um, 28 Weeks Later is 2007 mm. so you know there's very much again this sort of um, oh and I am legends 2007 too. the invasion is 2007 which is that you know the one of the newer um, incarnations of the invasion of the body snatchers. snatch oh, yeah. but it was really really smart I don't know if you saw the invasion but it was really really smart so that again the problem with Will Smith is is that when Will Smith makes a movie, it is a high sort of um, it's a big ticket thing. It's a big ticket. It's highly publicized, big budget summer movie, big budget. You know, so like he can't really make
0: the small film,
1: a small film, and he can't make a film that is just sort of a dud. You know, without Pursuit people of looking at Would that,
0: be a black film.
1: It. Yes, just because it's a biography. Yeah.
0: Oh. Eternal Sunshine
1: of the Spotless Mind is the same year as this. That's one of my favorite movies. Like man. you can't put out I Robot two years after Minority Report in the same year as Eternal Sunshine of, of the Spotless of the Spotless Mind. Which
0: is without a- people saying, "What the hell are you doing?" It, it just and and think about it. There's a lot of visual effects in in Eternal Sunshine, but they 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 it's it's editing effects mm-hmm. in that film because it's, it's not you know big creature things or anything like that. It's a very thoughtful, personable, and personal and small and intellectual um, science fiction film. But just think of how much energy is in that film. It's yeah. as, as, as touching as it is. Just think of how much energy is in that film and also think of you know how amazing Jim Carrey is in that film if you ever doubted him as an actor Mm -hmm. you watch that movie and he puts it all on the table oh yeah that movie is um, uh, unforgettable and again we are
1: in this moment where people are using the tools of science fiction to do really really interesting work.
0: Yeah. And you and in just those three films that we mentioned, yeah. you have the th- three of the biggest stars at that time, Tom Cruise, Will Smith, Jim Carrey. And look at what Will Smith is doing, making some some questionable choices. I mean, maybe you don't know that Matrix is going to be what it is, right? Right. I, I completely I mean? understand turning down the
1: Matrix. I can understand like, turning like, down I don't the mean, Matrix. You know, somebody sort of you know explain this thing because right. let, let's be real. Will Smith wasn't the only person who turned down the Matrix. Exactly. Exactly. Like you know, Keanu Reeves was not a um a marquee star. No, when the Matrix came out,
0: and as good as he is in the Matrix, let's not, you know, rewrite history and say that he made exactly. the Matrix. Exactly, it was all everything around. It was him everything
1: around him that it was made very the Much Matrix a, a concept what it was. film. So. Right.
0: You know. However, you know, you do have to say, you know, like one, taking on this film that had been languaging for some time, mm-hmm. and then two, you know, you know riding in with Akiva Goldsmith as Goldsman as your as your personal screenwriter to Jesus. punch up your script. Oof. I mean uh bruh. Yeah. You know, even then Akiva it was uh Yeah. You know, I, I don't mind like to me myself, if I see Akiva as a producer I don't mind it because Akiva Absolutely. knows a whole lot of people. He's got connects. Right, God bless right. him. I don't need. I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't want his pen. Don't need him. Yeah. I don't need your pen, Akiva. No. Yeah. No, I just. I just need your rolodex. Yeah. So yeah, I, I robot. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say. Like you said, that this is a film that gets slept on, you know, by a lot of people. When you're thinking about Will Smith or thinking about science fiction films out there, keep sleeping. Yeah, keep. D- d- do not waste your time. It's it's not. And let's be clear, it's not a car wreck. No, it's not.
1: Like what you in my mind, it would be more interesting if it was a car wreck. Yeah, it's. It, it, but that's the thing. It's yeah. it's not that either. It's just there. It, just let it go. It's sort of by the numbers, you, you know. You. You know, the other thing, just to continue, like, you can almost see the deal makers Mm -hmm. that sort of sat down at a table Mm -hmm. and put it together. There's another word for it. It's very soulless. It is. Like, it really does
0: feel like product. Right. All the way down to, you know, and not to give her a pass either. Bridget Moynihan is just wallpaper in this movie. Yeah, well, nobody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen her on a couple of episodes of Blue Blood and she wasn't bad. Right? No, no, no. I mean, everybody in this film is wallpaper. Yeah. Except for Will Smith, who's, you know, patented Will Smith. Eh, okay. I thought he was, like I said, I thought he was maybe not being authentic in this film. Right, either. right, right. So I wasn't, I wasn't digging it.
1: You know, it's a moment where he and Chief McBride have a drink together and Chee McBride calls him brother.
0: I said, oh, that's some black stuff that was kind of cool. I, I I have to say I like Chi McBride in this film. <sighs> I mean, I mean for what he did. I don't yeah, know, you know.
1: Yeah. I like Chi McBride, but I've seen him in better stuff.
0: True that. So. Very true. I just saw him in something Real, I, where cuz I actually it's wrote, an old movie. Actually wrote in my notes. Where's Chi McBride? Well, this is an old movie. Oh, okay. I saw him in. Um he was in um what did I just watch? Oh god, this is a dumb movie. Gone in sixty seconds, (laughs) boy. Talk about soulless product. Oh God, that was a dumb movie, man. You know, I I, it must have been. It was dumb. It was dumb movie um, Monday for me. Okay, because I watched Gone in sixty seconds. Okay, and then I watched the Fate of the Furious. Hey, hey,
1: what ain't gonna be too much bad talking about the Fast and the Furious film series. Oh, Vince. Oh, Vince nothing.
0: The Fate of the Furious is one of the dumbest movies of the last 10 years. Now, in my defense, I haven't quite seen it yet. (laughs) But I
1: am a fan of the Fast and Furious movies.
0: Vince, they are driving over a frozen ocean. Yes,
1: and then the submarine comes up. What's the
0: problem? They're driving... On a frozen ocean. What you have Vince, to
1: understand a, a tank. What you have to understand about Dom and his family is that they all have superpowers. Like you just think about it like they all have superpowers at this point. Or this is my other read of The Fast and Furious. So like you remember the last episode uh, like forty year old spoiler. Remember like the last episode of Saint Elsewhere? We're coming to find out that the that the the guy had been imagining the whole thing? Yes, young boy. See, you did it. Young boy. Young boy. I said young boy. Okay. The Fast and the Furious Mm -hmm. is a little boy playing with his cars.
0: Is that what it is? That's what it is. Is that what it is, really?
1: Like the last shot of the Fast and the Furious is going to be Dom talking about we're family. And then he's going to look up in the air and it's going to be a little boy. Hopefully, like maybe like does Vin Diesel have any kids? Like it'll be a little boy that like maybe looks like Vin Diesel is a little boy and he's playing with cars.
0: Or 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 they're all going to be in a can. Uh, 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 uh you find out that they were dropped in there as to be donated to the um to kids for Christmas. Yes. Like in that very famous Twilight Zone episode. Right, 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 right. And then that'll be the end. That'll be funny. So, that'll be funny.
1: So don't you talk bad about the Fast and the
0: Furious, <laughs> please. You're lucky they're not black films. <laughs> Guys, yeah, crap.
1: I'm not really going to push the
0: Fast and Furious piece of, oh my god piece of crap. who's the singer in there Tyrese yes he literally <laughs> Vince no spoilers no spoilers okay I haven't seen it yet picks up a car door yes with people speeding at him shooting at him yes he picks up a car door and holds it so that he can block the bullets and then bashes the guy on the motorcycle What's with the surpri- car door. See,
1: everything you're describing sounds awesome. <laughs> Are you trying to make the movie sound more <laughs> awesome than it is?
0: So anyway, <laughs> it was better than iRobot. Yeah. It was more entertaining. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. Know the, there you go. It was so dumb it, that it was enter- entertaining.
1: Uh, Lynn... I will stop what I'm doing if Deep Blue Sea comes on.
0: I won't. (laughs) I can't watch. it. I can't watch it. All right, we got to get out of here. Yes, (laughs) there's no reason why this show is this long. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely no reason why the review of iRobot should have gone two hours. So it makes absolutely no sense. It's not two
1: hours. It's we're at what? 120.
0: What, we're at an hour twenty. All right. We started it at fifty minutes in. Alright. So I guess the review actually there lasted long. So now well okay. There you go. Okay.
1: All right.
0: So um Um Oh, next week.
1: That's right. It's your turn to pick a science fiction film.
0: Yes, and you told me the movie to select, and I forgot it. The Girl... Oh, the girl with all the gifts! Yes, the girl with all the gifts.
1: Oh, That's the film that we will be
0: watching next week.
1: I am very much looking forward to this. So am I? Because
0: I, I, I haven't seen it. Me neither. But but I hear it's amazing. I never heard of it, so I'm I'm very interested in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and then I got some for your ass
1: the week after that. <laughs> like I slipped in this iRobot robot because I'm about to get you.
0: I'm about to get you. Lord, I don't it really is not that deep, Vince, but okay. <laughs> okay. Uh just a little programming note, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, thank you to everybody that came out to Amalgam Comics this past Saturday. Yes. Where the Michael Mission screened at noon the whiz to a Packed house of kids. They really enjoyed it. Yeah. They sat and rapt attention watching uh, Dinah Ross and Michael Jackson in The Wiz. That was really fun. And then we had a nice audience come out to sit and enjoy Harlem nights with us as well. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Vince and I, we actually reviewed Harlem Nights, and we were going to release that this week, but we have decided to hold that off and to release that review our first week in May. That way we can uh, give ourselves a little bit of a break at coming out of our Afrofuturism uh, block of shows and uh, give us, you know, but still give you fresh content. That's right. So we'll be taking a week off that first week week of May but you'll still have a new show because that's when you'll hear our review of Harlem Nights alright so there's a little programming note to people that were maybe expecting both shows dropping this this week okie dokie Um, as always you can check us out on Show Mission Dot com as well as on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, Tune In, uh, and any place and every place a good podcast be, including the Podglomerate Podcast Network. All right. Woohoo! Yeah, they got good stuff. Check out the feast on Podglomerate. It's really dope. Go to podglomerate.com for all your po- great curated podcast needs and there, um, uh, email us at Mission at gmail.com like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Micheaux Mission, and check out our show every Saturday at 1pm in a very truncated version uh, um at Saturdays at 1pm on WPPMLP People Power Media Philly Cam Radio in Philly and Camden we gotta get out of here he's Vince, I'm Len in parting, we say,
1: we'll see you when it's time to meet again.